Welcome to Acts of Volition Radio. Here's a little question for you. Do you think Casey Kasem wears pants when he's on the radio? Because I don't. I don't think he wears pants, I mean. Um, this is our second show. Welcome back. Uh, if you're back, we had uh, the first show went well. I got some varied feedback. One helpful fellow told me that I should keep my day job. That's good advice. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Thank you. Um, somebody else recommended that I use a script that maybe would take care of some of the awkward silences and rambling and long pauses. But I don't know. I, I had thought I had a better way to deal with awkward silences than sound effects. Yeah, yeah, that that works better than a script. Um, it's a stormy morning here in Charlottetown. I'm recording this on Sunday morning, and uh, it's blustery outside. Nice uh, morning to stay in, have some coffee, record a radio show for the internet. A little Christmas tip for you. And by the way, I'm totally Scrooge. I think Christians should give up on Christmas, give it back, say they have nothing, want nothing to do with it. I also hate Christmas carols. Um, Boney M, maybe, but generally no. I also don't mind the, uh, what is it, Crash Test Dummies, the first Noel. That's gold. But I would listen to that in July, so that doesn't really count. My Christmas tip is, if you put cream in your coffee during December, try eggnog instead. It's good stuff. Now, aside from cricket sound effects, and that's what that was, I have another technique to battle the rambling and awkward silences that will no doubt plague my show and definitely plagued the first episode, which is available at com if you haven't heard it. I'm going to try to use a theme for each show. This uh, something that would help me choose the music, something that will tie things together, maybe give a bit more context and coherence to the selections. This week... I'm looking for, I'm playing music that I've particularly good live recordings of songs. I'm not looking for necessarily the best songs or the best artists, but those live recordings where it just works and it's a great performance. Um, I'm going to start off with a band called Jellyfish that I think my friend Dennis Arsenault turned me on to. I'm not sure. It might have been Dan James, but Jellyfish have an album called Spilt Milk and it's fantastic album excellent excellent song on it russian hill um sabrina paste and play-doh excellent highly recommended uh, they have a their recording their live recording or their studio recording rather is quite lush uh, it's the kind of thing that you might not expect them to be able to replicate very well live and when i first heard this live track that i'm going to play i was blown away it Obviously, when they recorded their album, they just sat around in the studio and played their songs and recorded it straight because the live recording sounds remarkably like the album. And the amazing thing is that that includes some very, very nice, rich vocal harmonies that these guys can clearly sing. These guys have some real talents. And this also happens to be a great song. The song I'm going to play is a live version. I don't know where it came from. I found it online. I don't know when it was recorded or anything like that, unfortunately. Let me know if you do know, but... The song's called The Ghost at Number One, and I used to think the song was like about Jesus or something, but I was clearly thinking too hard because, as you'll hear in the intro, this song is actually about dead rock stars, and when you know that, the lyrics make a lot more sense. So here it is on Acts of Volition Radio, Jellyfish with The Ghost at Number One, live. Uh, well, this uh, next song is about dead rock stars, and... Uh what can you say about dead rock stars other than... They're dead. They're, they're dead. Except to sell records, anyways. This is about that very fact. It's called The Ghost at Number One. one. Ugly apparition God's gift to oxygen The puffed up immortal sun How they love them Cause he'll become Ghost at Number to be the only one. How's the 
I tell you that's beautiful that's the ghost at number one by jellyfish again i don't know where that was recorded when and where that was recorded so if you do know please let me know today i'm on axe volition radio i'm playing some of the better live recordings that i've come across and perhaps some of you might expect this but i just had to play something off the ben folds live album which is it's a it's a great album highly recommended i've I don't know, I've always been a bit of a Ben Folds fan. If if I ever had like a, a singles ad, it would probably read like single white male. Of course I'd have to specify my gender and race for some reason. Seeks companion, enjoys long walks on the beach, validating XML, and is so sensitive that he can't bear to listen to Ben Folds. Really, some of the most heartbreaking songs that two of which I'm going to play because they run together here and the segue between them is one of the most powerful parts of the of the live show. I mean, this show is really good because it's you get to see both ends of it. And on the song Army, which I'm not going to play right now, you'll have to go find that, um, he gets two halves of the crowd singing two counterpoint horn parts. It's fantastic. And you can just tell people are having a good time. And then on the other end of the spectrum you can see the intimacy of the show in the, the two tracks that i'm going to play here the first of which is one of my favorite ben fold songs uh, fred jones part two which on the album version uh, includes a duet with john mccray from cake and john mccray actually joins ben folds on stage for this performance and this leads into brick which must be one of the most devastatingly sad songs ever recorded. And the segue between these two songs in the live show is beautiful. So here, uh, recorded, I think, in a bar in Washington, D.C., probably sometime in early 2002, is Ben Folds with Fred Jones Part 2 and Brick. Fred sits alone at his desk in the 
dark There's an awkward young shadow That waits in the hall He has cleared all his things And he's put them in boxes Things that remind him Life has been good Twenty-five years He's worked at the paper A man's here to take him downstairs And I'm sorry, Mr. Jones It's Cause today's just a day like the day that he started And no one is left here knows his first name yet And life barrels on like a runaway train Where the passengers change They don't change anything You get off, someone else can get off People have asked me what the song's about before, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not cool to stop the middle song, but I was just going to tell you. Um, yeah, I was asked about it a lot, and I didn't really want to make a big hairy deal out of it because I just wanted the song to speak for itself. But the song was about when I was in high school, uh, me and my girlfriend had to get an abortion, and um, it was a very sad thing. And um, I didn't really want to write the song from any kind of political standpoint or make a statement. I just wanted to reflect uh, what it feels like. So if anyone's uh, gone through that before, then uh, you'll know what the song's about. some clothes on in the dark the smell of cold 
car seat is freezing The world is sleeping I am numb And up the stairs To her apartment She is balled up on the couch Mom and Dad went down to Charlotte They're not home to find us out And we drive Now that I have found someone I'm feeling more alone Than I ever have Call her name at 7:30. I pace around the parking lot. And I walk down to buy her flowers and sell some gifts that I got. Can't you see? It's not me you're dying for. Now she's feeling more alone than she ever has before. She's a brick and I'm drowning slowly off the coast and I'm heading nowhere. She's a brick and I'm drowning slowly. Driving back to our apartment For the moment we're alone Yeah, she's alone And I'm alone And now I know it Thank you. Thank you very much. That was Ben Folds with first Fred Jones Part 2 and then Brick from the album Ben Folds Live. You're listening to Acts of Volition Radio and this is Stephen Garrity and I'm playing some of my favorite live recordings. Next band is one that I actually had the good fortune of seeing live recently uh, Sloan if you're from Canada you'll know who Sloan is if you're from the States and you're really cool you'll know who Sloan is otherwise if you're from the States or elsewhere in the world which I'm told exists you won't know who Sloan is and they came Sloan came very close to being very popular or at least there was a lot of talk of that um, in 
1994, they released uh, an album called Twice Removed on Geffen in the United States, the record label Geffen, and it was there was a, a lot of hype about Halifax being the 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 new Seattle, Halifax, Nova Scotia being the new Seattle, and Sloan was the band and. They deserved it. They're a fantastic band, but the the hype was just nonsense, and it fizzled out. And um, they are still putting out albums and still touring. And they're they have recorded a fantastic live album. Um, the album's called Four Nights at the Palais, Ro- Palais Royale. And uh, when I saw them, I think last month maybe it was in Toronto. It was the it was Chris Murphy, the lead, lead singer. Well, they're all kind of lead singers, but Chris Murphy's birthday. And he told us that it was five years from that night ago that they had recorded Four Nights at the Palais Royale. And what's so great about this live album, um, much like the the Ben Fold stuff you just heard, is that the fans are clearly diehard fans. They know the music. And the, the song I picked is from the album twice removed that i mentioned songs called deeper than beauty and it was never a single um so it didn't get radio play i don't think yet the audience knows every word to every verse it's amazing so here is sloan from four nights at the palais royale with deeper than beauty and we want lots of sing-alongs on our on our recording do what you can. from the Live at the Palais Royale record. It's a double album. Um, I saw Sloan play, like I said, uh, last month. I'm just going to keep mentioning that. And Chris Murphy uh, sang that song with uh, Chip Sutherland, their manager on the drums. And they used to be in a band together way back. It was it was really cool. 
Um, while that song was going there, uh, I had a knock on my door here in the midst of a giant winter storm we're having here on PEI. And uh, it's Sunday afternoon, and they, a couple people and a dog, I believe it was the people that were knocking, they wanted to know if they could shovel my driveway and walk for $10. Great place to live. Of course, I'm getting it done, and it'll be filled in with snow in another two hours, but that doesn't really matter. If you're going to talk about live recordings, you've got to talk about Pearl Jam. Um, they're live on two legs. Uh, it was a great live album with, as Pearl Jam always does, had a fantastic cover art. They have some of the best album covers, I think, of any band. Um, and they also did a series of, I think, in an, oh, you know how my cell phone rings when I'm doing radio shows? Okay, I'm back. Uh, that happened to be Dan James, president of the internet, who I think I might try to get an interview with in an upcoming Axable Listen radio episode. I should make the uh, annoying cell phone interruption maybe a regular feature that even though I could edit out, I leave in because I think it's kind of cool, but it's really not. Yeah. Sweet, that totally works. I was talking about Pearl Jam. They released, um, for an entire tour they did, or part of a tour, they released a disc for each um, show they played. You know, there was one for each city. I think there was like 25 of them or something. They were releasing them for relatively affordable, like $10 a pop or something, because people were blowing so much money on bootlegs that they wanted to do something affordable, and then this lets them make some money off it. Everybody wins. Something that some bands are doing, I don't know if Pearl Jam has done this or not, but I think it's a great idea, is um, when people are leaving the show, you can sell them, they've been selling at the door live recordings of that very show from that night, recorded straight from the soundboard, so you can go home from a concert listening to the concert you were just at, um, which I think is fantastic, because the fans are going to love it, and bands are making more money, everyone's happy, it's a great idea. Um, the song I'm going to play is Yellow Leadbetter, which I th think is only for the first time coming out on any kind of disc uh, with this upcoming Christmas release of uh, a best of collection uh, called Lost Dogs by Pearl Jam. They also have a live DVD live at the garden coming out that's on my Christmas list. Don't buy it for me. I think someone else has already got it. But this track... Uh, Yellow Leadbetter, I think was a B-side on a single or something like that. But it's a great song. Apparently it's a staple live, but wasn't on any of the, wasn't a main track on any of the main, main uh, studio albums. Great song. Classic guitar. Yellow Leadbetter by Pearl Jam.
Thanks again. Till next time. Miss you. That was Yellow Leadbetter by Pearl Jam. This is Axe Evolution Radio. I'm Stephen Garrity, and I totally have pants on. Doing a little recording here on a Sunday afternoon in the middle of a snowstorm. The good people that, uh, the nomads that came to my door and offered to shovel my driveway for $10 have apparently not ripped me off. My driveway appears to be shoveled. Thank you, two people and dog, whoever you are. Uh, while I was looking up some information on the Ben Folds tracks I played earlier, I came across a an Amazon customer review of the Ben Folds live album. Or, the, or someone commented that uh, sometimes a live recording, and this is a quote here, will, can display an intimacy and immediacy that transcends the recorded versions. Uh, that hits it. That hits it pretty nicely. It's that's what I was trying to do with this show: is find those live tracks that transcend the recording. You know, whether it was a great song to begin with or not, something special happens in the recording, and that's what happened with this next song. Um, the band The Tragically Hip is one that I've never really gotten into. I've just never gotten The Tragically Hip. They always sounded like, I don't know, like a sloppy bar band with like a crazy poet as their lead singer, which may be the case, actually. But I, they just never did it for me. They had a couple of, they have a couple of great songs, um, but I, I was never really a Tragically Hip fan, and I never got it until I heard the, this live recording of Nautical Disaster, which is... A song, I I think a, a song about um, one of the many, or just in general, um, disastrous uh, beach raids from World War II. And this is from their uh, live album, Live Between Us, which is a fantastic title for a live album, by the way. And it's possibly one of the best live recordings I've come across. It's actually one of the reasons that I decided to use this theme for the show because this is a band that I never really got into. I had heard the song before. Uh, I always thought it was an alright song. But when I heard this live recording of it, it just totally clicked. And I totally got it. So here it is. Nautical Disaster, live by The Tragically Hip. Turning this song into a movie, starring Peter O'Toole as the curmudgeonly lighthouse keeper. And Jody Foster in the role of Susan. I had this dream where I relished the fray and the scream and fell my head all day. It was as though I'd been spit here. Settle in into the pocket of a lighthouse on some rocky socket of the coast of France. Yeah. An afternoon, four thousand men died in the water.
That was Nautical Disaster by The Tragically Hip on Acts of Volition Radio. This next song is a it's a Radiohead song that they played live for quite a while before it ever got released on any recordings. And while looking for news on upcoming Radiohead albums online, what I found is that the fans, maybe uh, they do this for all bands, but I stumbled across it with Radiohead, are always looking at track lists for, for the live shows to try to spot new songs that no one's heard before and see if they can splice together what might be the track listing of an unannounced, yet-to-be-announced album. And uh, it turns out, you know, they, they are often half right. Some of the th- songs end up as B-sides, some of them disappear. But this particular song, as I understand it, um, showed up in live sets for years, and it was always anticipated that it'll be on the next record, it'll be on the next record, because it's clearly, you know, it's, it's a standout track. It's a, it's a wonderful song. But it never showed up, um, and the only live recording, uh, the only recording that it's been released on, is the live uh, "I Might Be Wrong" album. So, it, as far as I know, there isn't a released studio recording version. I think there might have been as a B-side, but never as a as a main album recording. Incredible song! I think one of my favorite Radiohead songs, and that's a pretty high compliment. The it's a beautiful song on its own with just the guitar and Tom York's voice and then the keyboard that comes in about halfway through the song just wait for it totally makes it this is True Love Awaits by Radiohead this is a, this is a brand new song nobody's heard before
True Love Waits by Radiohead. It's a beautiful song. In the spring of 2001, uh, a few friends and I went to Montreal to see U2. Something you kind of have to do in your life, I think. I don't know whether you like them or not. I'm an on and off fan. But it was definitely worth seeing. The highlight of the show was The Fly. That's one of my favorite U2 songs, and it was a great version of it. And they released a DVD of uh, the Boston show on that same tour. And it was pretty cool to be able to get the DVD and relate it. They were pretty similar shows related to the Montreal show that we had seen. And like the Montreal show, the highlight of the Boston DVD was The Fly. The guitar solo in this is one of my favorite favorite guitar solos ever. It's not, not technically, it just fits. It's just a beautiful, beautiful melody. And also, something to listen for at the end of this, you can hear the crowd reaction, but they had behind the stage on this tour, they had maybe 15 foot tall, a row of 15 foot tall screens that they projected various stuff on. Generally, it was just kind of like Winamp iTunes visualization garbage kind of stuff, but it was it was it was a good backdrop. And at the end of this song, Bono is running around the heart-shaped stage. Yes, they had a heart-shaped stage, and he runs up right at the very end and plasters himself against this brightly lit screen, spread out like a fly on the wall. Uh, get it? And it sounds incredibly corny, but when you're incredibly far away. As we were on the opposite side of the stadium, it just worked. It was it was gold, and the crowd was eating it up. And I guess that that's kind of what U two is all about, right? And it's cheesy if you get too close, but if you stand back, soak it up. It's good stuff. Enjoy the guitar solo. This is U two live in Boston with the fly. <laughs> To the sports hall, lights go down. It's a whole different scene. Light and motion, light and motion, lights up and motion inside. It's hard to walk away. It's not 
such a great life yeah. now my friend Nick pointed out that maybe a better way to thank us would have been by not charging $120 for the show I suppose I can forgive Bono that debt can I give you one more song today next week hopefully it'll be weekly that's kind of the goal but I acts of volition brags that it's been publishing without deadlines for over three years I want to keep keep to that you can't be late if you don't have a deadline hopefully next week the next session of Acts of Volition Radio will be a one-hour name-dropping session, music by people I've actually met. And maybe, if I can get through to his virtual press secretary, an interview with the president of the Internet. That's right. MXPX, 
live with a cover of the Ramones, KKK Took My Baby Away. See you next time. Acts of Volition Radio. Yeah. Well, she went away for the holidays. Said she's going to LA, but she never got there. Never got there. Never got there. They say, yeah, uh oh. She went away for the holidays. Said she's going to LA, but she never got there. Never got there. They say, yeah, uh oh. The gay, 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 took my baby away. Take her away. Wave at me. My baby